1: You'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. And welcome to Judd's Hockey Show, the Wednesday edition. Yes, it's the Wilds bye week. Thank God it's the all-star break. Thank God. So we don't have to watch them lose games. It's Judd, it's Declan, it's Jesse, uh, and and we have a very special bi-week slash all-star break show planned for today. But before we do that, I want to shout out uh, the presenting sponsor of this show, at least for today, our friends at Livia Weight Control Centers. Jesse and I both know them very well. Uh, They can help you lose weight, and right now, do they have a deal? Your first three months for free. That's right, your first three months for free. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A-Livia.com. Jess, you're down what now? 25, 30 pounds? Is 30, that over
0: 30 pounds. Let's go. That's, Let's, congratulations.
1: It is a program, again, that works. And how would you, by spring, like to be down substantial weight? And, again, that part, that part was free. You're just starting your weight loss journey. Livia.com. Okay, so I sent you guys a note yesterday because there's no sense in, like, belaboring the fact that this team, I mean, my God, they lost to the Ducks. The the loss of the Predators last Thursday was bad. The loss to the Ducks on Saturday was absolutely embarrassing. But with, um, if I'm not mistaken, 33 games left now. 33 games left in a season that does look like a lost cause. We have some categories to go through. Some of them are positive. Some of them aren't. Jesse, we'll start with you on this one. Uh, And this is a positive. But starting with you, who is your with... It's not... It's past... halfway point but who is your mvp at the all-star break for the minnesota wild
0: i'm personally glad you're starting with me because there is no other answer this is oh there's only one answer for this team throwing the gauntlet down it's brock faber without question um he is four goals 25 assists oh you think it's all right i'm excited i'm excited it's brock you can't kidding me he is fifth on the team um in points he is one of only seven players who have played 49 games this year too you guys just to point that out it's just been a couple of guys that have actually gotten to this point in the season third on the team in assists uh plus four with an average of 24 and a half minutes each game which obviously we've seen him do more he stepped into areas that he's you know never normally do he's got a 5.2 shooting percentage which is a new um aspect of his game that i think has really grown and i'm loving seeing that from him that's something that Dean Evason and John Hines, both collectively entering this year, really wanted to see him be an offensive blue liner. Um, and only Jared Spurgeon and Jonas Brodine have a better plus minus. The rest of the defensemen, they're all minus, baby. You got John Merrill at minus three, Goligoski minus five, Middleton um, at minus eight. So Brock Faber. Come on, challenge me. It is Brock Faber. He is your team MVP. Without him, you think this lost cause of a season. He's coming on the it's, show. It's, flames the far
1: down beauty. <laughs> Jesse Pierce just throwing flames all I over the show. I had a second place,
0: but I was like, I hope I don't have to use them because I no, think it's Brock. No, we started Brock. with you. Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: so Brock, which, which is very fair. He's been phenomenal. Uh, Declan looks like he disagrees. Declan? Yeah, I do disagree. Because it's Joel Erickson Eck.
2: I think second. Eck is the MVP of this team. He's been the steady, quiet presence. He's hasn't, you know, I get the Faber point because, you know, he's still raw and inexperienced and he just looks like he's been playing here for 15 years. But Eck has had the most consistent, steady uh, season of any of the forwards on this team. On pace for a huge career year, 35 goals. Um, He's just continues to blossom. He went from a guy who was a defensive first forward, like we talked about last week, and now here he is quietly knocking on the door of being a 40 goal scorer. Like that's, that kind of felt like that's come out of a, a, a overnight. And you know, at first it looked like when you go back to the draft class from that, where everyone was pissed that they took Eck over Brock Besser. And then immediately it looked like Besser was going to be haunting the wild. And then it looked like, no, Eck is actually the better pick. Now Besser is prop, uh, propped back up and he's having a huge year where now I think you can just say, Hey, both guys are really damn good. But for me, it's, it's Joel eriksson I think he has easily been the Bilhout's best player this year.
0: I stand corrected. Those are the two players. Nobody else. There's nobody else, Judd. So yeah, good, good luck. luck.
2: Judd, Find if you in. have a third, yeah. my God. Or break the I was tie. just going to say, you guys
1: stole both of them. And I, I don't blame you one bit. Yeah, there's nobody. <laughs> there's nobody who even is remotely close. Unfortunately, Karol Kaprizov leads the team in points, but he's not it. And, and I, I think that he would admit that this has been, for him, a disappointing season. Okay, this one's tough. I'll break the tie. How, how about that? I'll break the tie. Because Brock and Joel both deserve consideration. A lot of it. But I am going to go with Jesse. Brock Faber. Erickson Eck has been great. He's been fantastic. But I guess here here's my question. Okay, without Erickson Eck, this team definitely is hurt. Like he is, he comes, brings it every night. He doesn't take games off. He scored 21 goals. Um, I love his Style of play. The fact that in the Athletics just released poll of anonymous players, he didn't get—I don't think—a vote for. I like to punch th- this guy in the face. Is absolute nonsense because I've never seen a guy, or I—I I have not seen many guys play for Minnesota Sports, uh, for the North Stars or the Wild, who guys want to punch so bad. But my God, Brock Faber. I mean, the ice time—it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You could. You can make a pretty compelling case, and this is, I mean, this sounds nuts. You can make a pre- pretty compelling case that if you were to say, okay, Jared Spurgeon's out for the season. We have to name a captain. They don't, but let's just say that that they did. You can make a pretty compelling case It's Brock. Mm-hmm. Like, he's always, he's always talking. He takes responsibility, unlike Mid- Middleton on Saturday night, who went and hid from you guys. Uh, there's just a lot to like there. And I looked at this yesterday. The LA Kings right now, you guys are reeling. Kevin Fiala is not, he's gone back into the Fiala up and down. And this trade, I will say it again, with a draft pick, Olgren as well, looks like an absolute steal. I'm sorry. Fiala, God bless him. He could score goals. I loved, I loved to watch him. Declan, like, loved the guy. (laughs) But that trade is a phenomenal trade. Bill well, Guerin's he, done a lot wrong, uh, like as far as contract extensions. That trade is something that Bill Guerin and Judd Brackett deserve a ton of credit for, Jess.
0: Didn't Kevin Fiala wind up on the most punchable face list, I believe, I saw as he well? Like he was did. He garnering some votes, like 2% or Hartman something did. like that.
1: Hartman yeah, yeah. Hartman did. But I mean, Ek, Ek, he literally gets punched in the face all the time, every game. I know. At so how once. did he not in, end up? But that trade is going. and. If Brock Faber was not here, I don't know what this team would do. They'd be one of the worst defensive teams we've seen.
0: Yeah, exactly. I mean, especially because they've been so hampered on the defensive end, not just with injury, but just with bad defensive players, frankly. I mean, Brock is the game changer. I agree with that because I think Jules Ericsson has been another one of those guys that deserves that conversation. I mean, just in shots alone, he's shot 184 this year, which you can't score unless you shoot because nobody else seems to like to shoot on this team, right? I mean, those were some other stats that I was just like, he is good, four game-winning goals plus 10, but Brock Faber is the game-changer. That's the MVP. That's what, you know, you remove him from the puzzle and you're missing
1: a piece that uh, could complete the whole thing. All right, second category. We'll start with Declan this time. Biggest disappointment. Long list of candidates. Your biggest disappointment, 49 games into the wild season.
2: Yeah, there are there are a list of candidates. I I kind of want to just take the easy one out, even though I knew regression was going to hit him, but Philip Gustafson. Because um, he had, a, obviously, a career year last year and propped, propped up as one of the better goaltenders in the NHL, winning 37 games. His GAA was really good. His goal saved above expected. Another analytical stat was also really good. So both those stats mirrored each other he wasn't you know having been put in bad luck uh situations but this year I mean his his numbers have just ballooned uh to where he was in Ottawa and look I I expected some regression I don't think I expect a regression this much and goaltending can carry you a a long ways in the NHL um but I expected not this steep I believe of a drop-off from Gus's game and you know, the wild have just kind of in with Marc-Andre Fleury being the backup, they've had just, you know, below average goaltending this year. And there's a lot of warts and there's a lot of excuses you could make for the wild, you know, lack of the days, start to the first half of the season, but goaltending can make up for that pretty easily if you get consistent goaltending. So for me, I'm I'm going to have to go with the Gus bus. Jess.
0: Bill Guerin. He's been my biggest disappointment. Oh, Specifically Bill Guerin's pen. Nice. <clears throat> okay. Um, you know, I think the moves that he has made, the locking in Foligno, Zuccarello and Hartman as early as he did really still kind of irks me. I think it's just the matter of time seeing, you know, I think Hartman and Foligno and Zuccarello have all done well, but I just wish he would have waited. Um, in general, it's just been a down year for some of the players that he has added and the team as a whole and no player has been as disappointing to me as the general manager has this year. So unfortunately I'm going to go with Billy G Um, I know we're always, you know, in Billy G, we trust. I just lost a little bit of faith in our
1: boy. Oh, You're not the only one. I've Hmm. seen a lot of things on Twitter. A lot of people have uh, are doubting him. Now, I do think that they built a good team, but you're right for this year. And there was no hurry. That's the thing about, you know, the Zuccarello Hartman Foligno extensions. There was no hurry there. And furthermore, there was no real incentive, in my opinion, to give them protection from, from trades. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I would have said, okay, I'll sign you now. But in return, I, you know, if things go sideways, which they clearly have, then I can trade you. Uh, Dex, back to Gustafson for a second. How much do you actually fault the regression on him? And how, how much do you fault the regression on a blue line core mm-hmm. that's without Spurgeon? And, you know, let's just face facts, has some real slappies back there.
2: Yeah, it, that's part of the pie. The Wild have put, have always had their core of defensemen in Spurgeon and Brodine and even Dumba. Uh, but, you know, you have Middleton now. You have Brock Faber. Um, I know has loss for the season just only played, what, a half dozen games or so, it felt like. But at the end of the day, you need your goaltender to bail you out, too. You you need your goalie to save you. And, yes, for sure, having goose in the back end there, not great. Having guys that probably shouldn't be playing significant minutes, not great. But I put more of the blame still on Gustafson because he can make up for it. And a goalie can when he gets when he's hot, we've which we've seen before. he can overcome some of those deficiencies. So right. yeah, it's part of the pie in the regression for sure. But I don't put the largest chunk of that stock and uh, in Gustafson, in gust of sin's regression this season.
1: Jesse, do you expect? Um... Declan Chisholm, who they great name. took off, yeah, great name. <laughs> who they claimed off wa- waivers a couple of days ago from the Jets. Do you expect him to step in for Merrill or or I Loose? would?
0: I mean, something's kind of got to give because not only you have him, but you have Will Butcher, who you acquired as right. well. So it's kind of like you're you're plumping up. And granted. There is obviously concern down in Iowa because you're taking all of these Iowa players and you haven't pulled up. And I think Dakota Murmis has been fine here in Minnesota. He's obviously solidified a spot. Um, but yeah, I would imagine you'd give him a look. I mean, John Merrill's just kind of been chilling in the press box unless he's absolutely needed to be called upon. Uh, but, but either Declan or Will Butcher. I think, are two viable options that I'd really like to see here. Will Butcher, I see, saw him play in college, liked mm-hmm. what I saw there. Declan, I'm less familiar with. Um, but I think either way, it'd be interesting to see.
2: Yeah, I actually, so just side street, I, I actually worked, my, one of my first jobs out of college, um, I worked with another Declan who was older than me too. So I wasn't referred to as Declan in the office. They called me D2. So when I worked at go radio, oh, go yeah. MN and bring me the news, I was D2. I was not Declan. So it was always very weird to me when I'd be in an office or in a meeting and they'd be saying Declan and they're not referring to, I mean, not to say like, yeah, obviously I have a unique name, but it got very, so even when, when Jesse was just talking was about just Declan Chisholm, say. I keep thinking like, I keep perking up. Like, yeah, she's saying your like, name. What? what? Yeah, And, it's, it's very and she hard purposely
1: said his first name. I
0: did. I to did. To screw with you. I could yep. tell what she was doing. I did. I, I was just having a little fun with it because I wanted to see how if much you If you start calling him Dex,
2: we're going to have some issues here. I you know? we're gonna, Yeah, you're Now, more now Dex. I'm not going to be able to. De- are, are you talking about disappointing on the ice? You're talking about your co-host. <laughs> yeah. you know, which one is it here? I, I'd have to figure, one out, figure it out. <laughs> Eat stress-free this spring with Factors' delicious ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready-to-eat in just two minutes. Tailored to your schedule, customize your weekly meals with the flexibility to get as much or as little you need. You can pause or reschedule deliveries to suit your lifestyle. Factor is your solution for fast premium meals without the need for cooking. Also discover more than 60 add-ons every week like breakfast, on-the-go lunch, snacks, and beverages to help you stay fueled and feel good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and fuel up those springtime goals, head to factormeals.com slash Judd50 and use code jud 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's
1: code jud 50 at factormeals.com. Well, you guys left the perfect one for me, so I'd like to thank you very much because Marcus Johansson to me, just absolutely cashing paychecks. And I, I'm mad at it myself mostly. Because, you know, his first stint here, we said, well, he was hurt and he didn't play that well. Cause when they reacquired him from Washington for the playoffs last year, that guy, I thought, came in here and worked his ass off. Contract. This this is the real I, I remember reading this. This is the real Marcus Johansson. And because he is he's talented, he's got skill. Um he now has uh let's see here, eight goals, 24 points, 49 games, and the don't Give a damn factor on a nightly basis is way too high. I just look of all of those guys that Billy went out and got, right? For for the playoff run. And I know that their salaries aren't all the same right now. Nyquist would have been too expensive. First line in Nashville, right? Just looking absolutely great. Um, um Sundstrom went back to the blues. He's fine. But Marcus Johansson, you, you kept him because he sort of showed you something and he was willing to sign for, and I checked, I think he's got a no trade completely. So you can't even move him to a contender now to try and light a fire below his ass. I just, I am disappointed because I should have just said, you know what, this is a one-off. He's trying hard because it's a contract. Let him go sign a two-year deal back in Washington or wherever. Get him out of here. Um, I just, I can't with him. I can't. I can't. He's got too much talent to be this lazy consistently. And that I mean that's where Jesse's point
2: of biggest disappointment in Bill Guerin. I mean, that's just a that's right. on the laundry list of it just I I I think that's what I am also really just pissed off about and that's what we questioned, you know, last summer was what are what's the plan here? You're gonna make a lot of future bets and tie up even more money for a team. That has to do one more full season of salary cap hell in the guys you probably shouldn't be extending in the first place. So, yeah, uh, he's, been, he's probably of, of those free agents. I know I rag on Hartman a lot, but I think, yeah, Mojo's probably, probably up there in terms of the guys they brought back that they probably just should have said goodbye to.
1: Well, I and
0: mean, I part think... of me. Go ahead. Go ahead.
1: Oh, I was, I, I, say... I was just going <laughs> to say, oh sorry about that. Oh God, I, uh, I was going to say Hartman, Felino, and Zuccarello, I don't think is a work problem. Like, I don't watch them and get mad. I wonder about why they got the contracts, but I don't. JoJo, Jesse, I literally would sit there and I'm like, oh, my. And because and once in a while, he'll turn it on. and It's like, oh, there, there it is. So I digress. Sorry. No,
0: I mean, and that's the thing. I think Bill Guerin saw that, too. I think he anticipated that Johansson would just carry on from what he had. I mean, he still had that chemistry with Matt Bowley. Matt Bowley's back. Okay, good. Maybe this is what Johansson needs. And I feel like, yeah, you're right. He reminds me a little bit of Jordan Greenway, right? Jordan Greenway had this talent, and he just had zero work ethic. He was so incredibly lazy. And Johansson, it's a little different because it's not necessarily lazy. It's just that he, for whatever reason, one reason or another, he's kind of like, meh. Yeah, maybe today I'll shoot. Maybe today I'll try to stick handle. Maybe, like, it's just kind of, it doesn't feel lazy to me. It just feels like, do you want to be here, bud? Like, do you want, right. like, do we want to be doing this? Like, let's you don't have to be doing this. Like, right. okay, whereas Greenway just never wanted to work, never wanted to use his size, and for whatever reason, Johansson doesn't want to use the skill set that he's been uh, given in life.
1: If you have a child, and I don't know this for a fact, who doesn't apply him or herself, and, like, you can tell, that like, they're smarter, they can read, and they don't do it, That's this. Greenway was, yeah, Greenway had to play a certain way, and it was hard, and he just didn't want to. Mm -hmm. Johansson looks like the guy who goes to, like, a Swedish league or something and dominates it, and and then he's like, but it's harder here, so screw it. (laughs) Just very frustrating to watch. Okay, Jesse, back to you. What player do you expect to rebound the most in the final 33 games? If there was one player who you think could have a solid rebound turnaround, who do you think it is?
0: It's got to be Kirill Kaprizov, and not to say that he was disappointing, but the se- the season started so incredibly slow for him, and yet he still has forty five points, leading the team. He still has twelve goals, was which is second on the team. Still has twenty six assists. In fact, uh, eleven points in his past seven games. Kaprizov is coming back. Um, again, he's a guy that you know doesn't like to lose, and the frustration's been there all year. We love that hundred watt smile, and it hasn't been around as much. And Kaprizov plays his best hockey when he's having fun, and suffice to say winning is more fun than losing but at the same time he needs to be feeling himself out there and I think he's finally got his mojo back so while I wouldn't have called him a disappointment and I know none of us did um, definitely a frustrating start for him so I think the last 33 games he really reasserts himself as a superstar we all know he is
2: I'll take Boldy Um, just the inconsistencies here I think he's just been way too streaky of a player and you know he's you You. I wouldn't fight someone too hard. I know he has 16 goals this season, but I wouldn't fight someone too hard on biggest disappointment um, just because him and Caril, were obviously supposed to kind of carry this offense, and Boldy got off to the really slow start, and yeah, he's just in general a streaky scorer. I would love to see him, though, you know, kind of take this and get back on track and not be so streaky and kind of start carrying some of this offense. Um, they need these two guys, and honestly, I, I think it's probably top outs for both Jess and Jess and I to say Kirill and Boldy, but they have to like they they have to rebound here if they have any shot at trying to dig themselves out which I still don't think they really can but those two guys can't have off nights consistently we, we've seen already way too many we saw we've seen more off nights in this 42 game sample from both of them than the other two last two seasons combined so you you need more from both of those guys this uh, by the end of the season
1: and Kirill I do think was hurt like he's gotten hurt again um the, the Stanley hit in what march Of last year he clearly did not come back you know for him close to 100 percent um and so some of what makes him special i think was taken away boldy i agree completely it's not the stats the stats are fine the stats lie with boldy it's like dude you have to bring it every single night Mm
0: -hmm.
1: you're not good enough not to and your game he falls into the coil and greenway trap Your game requires you to work your ass off every single night. And we've seen it. Eck does that. Eck gets his ass kicked from here to Owatonna every game. But (laughs) but he's willing to. But, I mean, that's what, you know, you can't say, well, that's not in Boldy's nature. Well, then screw it. Right? Mm -hmm. So, like, we need to see. I mean, when Matthew Boldy's going well, in, in the last two games, to his credit, Nashville and the Ducks game, I noticed him constantly like you it does it's not the stats it's does he show up and i thought those last two two games despite the fact that the team disappointed dex to what you're saying i saw him all over the ice and that's what he needs to do every single game and i don't care if it's hard that's your job dude you're a big player you've got to assert yourself both on the score sheet but more importantly on the ice consistently and what you're saying to me makes perfect sense.
2: Yeah. As uh, our friend, Bill Guerin and Judd would love to say, if they were on the mic, together, you got to pay the price, right? You got You got to pay, we'll the, pay price. the price. You got to make the sacrifice. You got we'll to, you can't just be a one trick pony. You got to be all facets and you got to be able to take some hits here and there. So no, totally agree. They have to be more consistent.
1: Okay. Here's my disappointment and it's going to go. So it, it's my second, or I'm, I'm sorry. Here's my, can he rebound? And it's my second disappointment. And I think it's worth talking about because of the contract and because of the role. And this might be a player that simply doesn't fit now, but I think that the thir- 33 games left, we need to find out. Freddie Goodrell. Uh Dean Evison's son, no question about it. I'm sorry. change his last name, but I mean, they signed him last April, as we all recall, to a five-year, $10.5 million contract, right? He has a 15-team no trade. John Hines doesn't seem to, to have a, a lot of use for him. And when I see Freddie play now, he sort of just is there. Like, he's another guy who, dude, you have to, you're, you're not good enough. Like, Boldy is, Boldy is a major talent who has to work hard. Goudreau is a mild talent who has to work doubly hard. <laughs> um, every shift, 89 should show up. Like, you should be like, oh, my God, look at that. And I'm not saying goals. I'm just saying, show up like all over the ice doing something. I feel like we're we don't see that now, and and you know, God forbid, it's because he got a contract and is comfortable. But um, this is a guy to me that's teetering on. Do you want him for 2020, uh, 24, 25, or or not? So, in my opinion, it's not in the score sheet, but he needs to rebound in these last 33 games to show me that he can fit a role here and it's not going to be what Dean that, you know, I mean, Dean was playing this guy top six at times mm-hmm. and he shouldn't have been, but he was, but you know, if Goudreau is on the fourth line, dude, when you get your shifts, you have to be, you have to make Jesse and I stand up in the press box and go, okay, that's why you're here.
0: I don't want to stand up, in the and we're sitting God, down a I'm lot. You're
1: always standing up, standing always up, stand up with your camera phone, Jesse. Don't lie. You're always <laughs> nobody. Works, nobody works a camera phone. Who, who, more who than has Jesse dropped does. their phone on the press box before? Not Judd or me. Oh, just Guess. saying
0: that was because yeah, I tried yes. to prop it. It's a whole thing. Oh, guys. okay. Yeah. But
1: she like it props. Well, first of all, her post game shoots are done like all over the place. That's true. Press it's part, box. Yeah. Sometimes they drop into the suites. Sometimes <laughs> she's down by by the ice and gets cursed into to do it for her. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But anyway, Freddie Gaudreau, show me, dude, you got to show me something. I have more dedication than Freddie Gaudreau does to my. Oh, you 100% show, do. Right?
0: No, I I mean, Freddie can't even sh- score in a shootout. I don't know when the last time he scored a shootout goal was. I believe he missed his past couple opportunities. But I think that's just it, Judd. I think it's because Dean's not here giving him the opportunity. So he's even buried more, right? Like we really don't see him because he's just not getting the minutes that he had. I would have no qualms with parting ways with Freddie Gaudreau as soon as you could, just because, you know what? Meh.
1: But, but couldn't he be a fourth-line guy that works his butt off? Like, mm-hmm. I feel you're not seeing that right now. Per- correct me if, if you think I'm wrong, but I just don't feel like we see him. And I know that, that Dean loved him, so he played him, you know, at legit times. But I just think that these, these last 33 games are a referendum on some guys, and he's, he is one of them. And unlike Johansson, I, I don't think he's not trying. I just think he doesn't get what the role is.
2: I have no idea that guy got like a six-year contract last year or five-year <laughs> five year contract,
1: <laughs> 2.1 AAV, and he's really a fourth liner. And look, it's
2: it's fine. He's got a role, but you don't right. sign fourth liners to six-year contract extensions, especially ones that are Frederick Goudreau, who's mm-hmm. borderline replacement level player. Yeah.
1: Yeah, his war is what? His, his, his war... war is wins above replacement. Yeah, it would would be what? <laughs>
2: Yeah, you it, it would be a one. It'd be a it'd be a one or a two. He'd be a replacement yeah. level player. Yeah, exactly right.
1: All right. Um, will Bill Guerin be active before and at the March eighth trade deadline? Will he be active? And if so, predict how? I think we start with Dex this time. Is that correct? Yep. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, See Dex, not Dex. I. <laughs> I, th-
2: I think he'll be active, but I think he'll be trying to trying to sell. Or he'll help maybe like they did last year, maybe he can help facilitate some trades too. Uh I them them as in being the wild, if they're interested in buying, I have no idea what you're trying to accomplish here. And this will probably dovetail into Judd's final question, but this is this is gonna have to be a long term plan. There are no no really short term fixes that are probably gonna jolt this team up uh from making a run this year or even going into next season. This is this is going to be a little bit of a build-up for the first time in a bit. And if you're interested in buying and sacrificing future assets, I got a lot more questions about Bill Guerin uh, than I probably did even a few months ago.
0: Yeah, I think you have to subtract. There's no addition here. There's subtraction or nothing, or you just say no. I mean, maybe you get Orion O'Reilly in a middle ground trade, and he could you could say that he played for the Minnesota Wild for a brief stint. Um number? No.
1: 90, 90, put up in the rafters.
0: There are only nine players with no protection. Four have modified protection. You had mentioned Goudreau, right. Zach Bogosian, Matt Zuccarello, and Pat Maroon. Pat Maroon's name has been floating around quite a bit. Fine, go. Like I, I mean, there's nobody on this team, frankly, that I need except Brock Faber, Matt Boldy, Kirill Kaprizov, Jonas Brodin, Juul Eriksson. I could maybe be convinced on Zuccarello or Foligno. The rest of them, you can. Have at what you will now. The nine players with no protect- protection include Caprisoff, who's obviously a UFA in 2026 27. Boldy's locked in, Eck is locked in. Duhame is a UFA this summer. Rossi's on his ELC. Dewar is a restricted free agent this summer. Letary, UFA in 25 26. Middleton in 25 26. John Merrill is a UFA with no protection. You gotta wave, I don't know just why. wave him. Just, just put him on what waivers. What are we doing here?
1: Billy, <laughs> like, Billy, Billy, Billy put doing? him on waivers.
0: Uh, and Gus is a UFA uh, in 26, 27 as well. So, I mean, there's potential there. My big thing is, though, if you're going to trade anybody, you need something really good back. And I'm sure that's the same approach that Bill Guerin's going to take, right? Like, I want something. I don't need a player back, but I want to build for the future. I heard you again. talk about this. Yeah, it was a good quote I
1: said yesterday, right?
0: Yeah, not bad. It was so
1: good you clipped it yourself and clipped it myself and put it on (laughs) X slash Twitter. I saw it, and then I saw that that you tweeted how great the quote was. Yeah, it was so good. I watched it anyway, Jess. You didn't need to tell me. What a
0: quote! No, but it was exactly think paraphrasing now what I said, but it was like, I'm not building for this team to get better now. I'm building for it to be better in the future. So I'm, try- I'm not 100%. selling team. Like, there's just no point. Even if you think that you could be a bubble team, be a bubble team with what you got. You thought that you were there. I mean, they're doing a good enough job pushing themselves out of a playoff spot that you
1: don't need help. To, I just. Train. No, you're not trying to tank. No, no, no. no. Just be I agree neutral. completely. But but you've had one good stretch. 11 and three with John Hines. That's, your old, that's the only good stretch you've had all season long. Yep. that's a 14 game sample size in an 82 game season, and by the way, you just lost to the Ducks in the third period at home on Hockey Day, ruining it for every man, woman, and child in the state who has loved this long held tradition. Um, so here's so so here's where I don't think we disagree, Jesse, but here's what I'm thinking: Maroon and Bogosian for draft picks, mid round draft picks is fine. Mm-hmm. I'm I, they're they're not coming back. I'm not I'm trading both of them for sure. Um, so but but like when when you go back to the uh what was the trade that they made with the ducks decks for the third round pick, the guy's now with the tough guy who was with the ducks and now he's with the Flyers. Oh, um DeLoria Nick Sealer, Deloria, yes. yep. I, I think that was a third I think that was a future third. Mm-hmm. I take that back for Patty. Um I'd take a third or fourth but I'd take a fourth back for Bogosian and and then I would seriously look to shop gus. The more I look at that. Now, now, just to be clear though, I'll I'll clear this up because I saw this out there and I do agree with it. I'm not shopping Gus to play Wallstead a ton. What I'm doing is if Flurry's still still here, and there's a there's a fighting chance that he will just stay here. And if he wants to go, then that that can change things. But anyway, if Flurry stays, I'm playing Flurry, I'm calling up that McIntyre. No, no, and I'm no, that's, in goals. no. I'm like, why won't you let in goals? Oh, I why? I
0: can't. I, that makes my
1: story long. I don't want to do that. That's not fun. <sighs> We're not worried about your story. We're worried about the future. <laughs> We're going to get to it in a second is the last question. But why? But but I but I did see this. I think it was in the Russo-Joe Smith piece. And I agree completely. Just to be very, very clear. I am not pro-Ride-Wallstead now. That would not be fair or a good idea. Um, but I think Gustafson can get you a lot back. Because teams are desperate, and Declan nailed it. The regression is probably real.
2: You would you would swap goalies with whoever you're trading with too, so you can get a second round pick, and you would get back their other goalie. Okay, that's a, that's probably a pick, more but... likely area where you, okay. you're not calling up Zane McIntyre would be. But... I know what I know what you're trying to do, Judd. I know exactly what you're trying flow. to do. That would be go. that would be waving a white flag, and they yeah. will not do that. I know it's what you want to do, but yeah. they will not call up Zane McIntyre. For those Let's Looking... get John
1: Gibson.
2: There you go. Get John,
1: Gib- John Gibson actually should be traded to a contender. God, I love him. But there's teams that need goaltending: Toronto, New Jersey, Philadelphia. Now, I don't think Carter Hart's coming back this season. Forever. So, no, right? But I'm but I'm saying like they are they are overachieving, and so if he's not going to come back, and he's not, you probably should replace him because he might be gone for a very long time. Anyway, okay, last. 10 to 15. <laughs> this, this, this whole thing is so ugly. It's, so, uh, ugh. makes my yeah. skin crawl. Wait, um, question
0: though, on, on the yeah. moving, yeah. does it worry? So, per cap friendly, Garen has 5.23 million of space by deadline. Does that scare you guys at all? Because I feel like Bill is kind of like me when I have some money in my pocket and I'm like, ooh, look at those shoes. Like, I kind of worry. And also, in another effort, yeah. because as we know, Bill Garen doesn't like to wave that white flag. I could see this as another Does it concern you that he now has money to play with, that he could be like, oh, well, I could make this team better. Oh, <laughs> we could make. That's not what he sounds like at all, but if he were.
1: After what you saw with the Ducks loss and the Predators loss, if you really think that you can turn this team around with a move, um, I think you're crazy. But yes, yes, it it will concern me until he basically come, until he at least telegraphs to us, that his message is screw this, it's not going to work this season. Dex,
2: <laughs> yeah, uh, I think I think he'll mostly use that space to be a pawn, just like maybe they did with ROR last broker. year. I, mm. Yeah,
1: he'll he'll broker yeah he'll broker some deals. I can see nice. that.
0: Okay.
1: How optimistic, Jesse? And this is this is where at least Sports Dad is going to surprise. I think because he's seen as a malcontent, a, a recalcitrant, and a very negative human being. But how optimistic are you about the future of this team? Uh, I don't know. Because, you know, on this week's
0: episode of Bard on Beauty's Chainless Plug, Kirsten brought up a good point, and it's something that I think I haven't really considered. We've seen a lot of Iowa players up here, right? I haven't been nearly as impressed as we've been touted, right? Everyone keeps talking about how, oh, the Iowa squad, they've got all these players. That's light, light concern for me. That is light concern because we're building toward the future. However, there is excitement. So I'll eventually get to my answer here. But the excitement is around Nelia Yurov and Murat too, right? The guys that haven't come over here, Liam Ogren. I want to see them sooner rather than later. So I'm trying to remain optimistic for the future of the Minnesota Wild. As I'd mentioned, there's only five players on this team that I think are going to be part of that future and will be an integral part of that future. But that future, I do see if Bill Guerin plays it right, if he gets the right guys here at the right time, if he makes extensions wisely and much smarter than he has done uh, recently. I think it looks good. I could see a team built for a run, built past a first round anyway. Again, that future isn't imminent. It is maybe three years down the road before we really see the fruits of that labor. Yep. Um, but it could be okay.
2: Yep. Uh, it, I, it's just going to be a slow burn. Uh, this, I think, And I think that's what's difficult uh, for Craig to un- understand and maybe even for Bill still to understand. I think Bill's maybe getting there. I think he's more trending towards this is going to be a little bit of a slow burn and slow burn, meaning probably 18 months, probably a full another season of being Mm -hmm. a little bit irrelevant outside the playoff bubble to build some things up here to Jess's point. They need a little bit more of a shot in the arm in the farm system. They need to figure out if Wallstead's going to be ready and be their number one goalie. They got big decisions to make with Karol Kaprizov. And if they have to say goodbye, how do they replace that? So I I think this, they they had a window, obviously these last three playoff runs where they should have made a run. And they didn't, and now they're behind the eight ball, and you can't just wave a magic wand with the salary cap problems they still have for another year. So it's a slow burn. I, I trust that plan if that's indeed going down that path, I do, I do have trust in that plan, but it's going to have to take, I think some external uh, opinions to really understand that, and from Craig's standpoint, because they really, just like the Vikings, the wild are rarely ever bad, really bad. they just they have a tough
1: time doing that. I think Craig and Bill, and this extends to us as well, and and fans, I think we all fooled ourselves because in the post-buyout world, this team was competitive, far more competitive than I expected. But then I grew accustomed to 100 points, 100 points again. Then they get bounced in the playoffs. It's like, disappointment, can you come back with that again? When I think we should have all said, okay, that's nice. But the reality is this. I think the future is incredibly bright in two years. And I think the quicker that you now accept your fate, like like this team, this team is disintegrating in front of you, which I'm fine with, but allow it to happen. Get draft picks. And and this is where the one thing, the one blessing in disguise completely was Fiala forcing his way out, right? Because like like Jess, one, one of the prospects who's developed is Faber. Mm-hmm. And now you've got a number one defenseman who I who I would compare to a top guy. Adam Fox type of guy. He's not McCar because McCar is so special. I'm mean, your MVP is... of the team. I don't know. That's what it feels <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but I mean, you've got that guy now. You got that guy sort of by accident because a guy forced his way out. But the point is, those buyouts were always going to cost you, and they did. And it feels like they're, It feels like with the with the lack of quality of this team that it's really like we're seeing it now. But Jesse, to b- back to your point, yes. Iowa, you've called guys up, and there's it's sort of a mishmash now. But the draft picks coming down the line, the first and second round picks, and imagine adding to that group now. And you're going to have guys step in. You're going to have some Russians step in with Kirill. I guarantee he's going to love that. Moscow on the Hill is going to be buzzing. Some shots would be great. Um, But I actually, I am, if they do this right, and it feels like they have so far, I just want them to accept what's gone wrong, because I don't think that you should – should fight it because to to what Declan just said, in 18 months, I think you're looking at a product that could be incredibly exciting, incredibly different. And and now those pieces are starting to fit and you have cap space.
2: Jesse brought up the point of having a little extra money in your pocket and is that enticing? This is kind of like, okay, so the Wild have been in debt and they've done a really good job at managing that debt and they're almost over the hill of managing that debt. But for whatever reason, they're going to go buy a new car. Don't go buy the new car, <laughs> Right. ride your beater car for another 18 months. Can, you, can right. you get by? We're 18 months and then you can go back to that car dealership and get yourself a nice car. But yep. for right now, for God's sakes, don't take big trips. Don't be overspending. Be financially responsible for a little bit more longer. I know it's tough and then you'll be debt free. Don't finance. Like you're
0: speaking
1: it. to my soul. Right now, so. yeah, don't All finance right. that APR crap. Pay no attention <laughs> because you're about to get a balloon payment and you can pay that car off. That's exactly right. I I cannot tell you, like the Vikings, I'm I'm not sure of yet. Like there's a lot of directions here and there's a lot of questions and unknowns. I feel like with the Wild, it's more patience of the knowns look pretty damn good. I mean, these kids, some of these players look like they're legit. And if you combine them with Faber and you combine them with Rossi, like I I will say this. I do think the Iowa conundrum is partially because of the acceleration of guys to here mm-hmm. who you might not have here.
0: Yeah, probably. And true. they've been
1: good. So and I mean Mark I think Marco Rossi has proven that he belongs here now too. Cuz that was a big question mark of ours what 6 months ago, 8 months ago. We we were all like you know, should they trade this guy? What's wrong with him? And now he looks good. So I am really, really bullish on the, the future, but but Garin's Im- immediate impulses do scare me a little bit. I agree. Uh, last question: anybody going to watch the All Star Game stuff, including the redone skills competition? Thanks to Connor McDavid, I might
2: flip it on, but All Star outside of baseball, that's like the only All Star Game I, I go out of my way to watch. So if it's on, I might flip it on, but I'm, I'm definitely not going to be going out of my way this weekend to watch it. I like the
0: it? I like the skills competition and I love the fact that they're bringing back, bringing back the draft. I love that. There's no better way to chirp your fellow hockey players than to be like you're gonna go dead last in this draft. The concerning part is I think Caril's gonna be pretty low down on that list because you look at the names that are heading into yeah. this. It's a lot of really, really good ones and you know Caril's just kind of there in the middle, but I do I enjoy the skills competition. I like that they're trying new things, hate the jerseys. Hate, hate, hate the jerseys. I don't like them either, but I'm old. But no, but I don't even think Declan has the youngest on this podcast. Are they? They're not cool, right? They're ugly. Yeah, yeah. They're
1: Are not. those Beebs?
0: They're Biebses. Beebs made them.
2: Yeah, see, Biebs shouldn't be allowed to do a no. lot of things. I'm not a. Biebs is weird now too. Really? He's just, yeah. yeah. He's just. He's a weird duck. I can't really. I can't like. He's kind of like hammered all the time now too. Which hey, don't get me wrong, I'm hammered a lot too. <laughs> but it's just in general, he's just had a weird. Child, you know, child actors or child prodigies—they they get somewhere and then they get yeah. to adulthood and things start to unravel.
1: Yeah, I would have honestly preferred if if Kaprizov called in sick mm. and just like went to Cabo or something just for some rest. But you know,
0: he never seems to enjoy himself at these. Like the past two years that he's gone, I'm like, do you? He doesn't want to be there. And now it's in Toronto. I really wouldn't want to be there
1: either. I suppose. That's a, if I'm a player, this is the worst. Yeah, because you're not going to be able to get away from anybody and like you you could be the scrub the scrubbiest of scrub all star and they're going to know you on on the street like florida they wouldn't know who the hell Cabrillo kapresov is so all right you guys great stuff we'll talk to you next wednesday she is Jesse pierce you, you can find her work bar down beauties and nhl.com the wild rider we'll see you later